At long last, your New England Patriots have an offensive coordinator. But what does Alex Van Pelt mean for the offense moving forward? Stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful, and thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Don't forget, Locked On Patriots is not only a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, but they are also free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So smash that subscribe button and download, subscribe to follow Locked On Patriots wherever you get your podcasts to ensure that you get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I'm your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. Reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on X at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. While you're out there showing some social media love to Locked On Patriots, please follow our account there as well at L-O underscore Patriots. And Pats fans, today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to, and they help you do it faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And Patriots fans, in a surprise move, your New England Patriots finally fill that last vacancy along Gerard Mayo's staff. Former Cleveland Browns coordinator Alex Van Pelt has been hired as the New England Patriots offensive coordinator. What does it mean for the New England Patriots? And also, with news now that the Patriots coaching staff has been rounded out, now they turn their attention to scouting, and that's what's going on this week down in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl. Here today to discuss all of that is a gentleman whose wisdom, counsel, and reason we desperately need in Foxborough. He is my Patriots Bison, a columnist extraordinaire for PatsFans.com, as well as being the co-host of another amazing podcast, Patriots 4th and 2, alongside Derek Havens. My good friend Steve Balistrieri joins me today. Steve, thank you for joining me on Locked On Patriots. Always a pleasure, always an honor, and a lot to talk about in New England. Yes, what better way to end the week, right? Talking Absolutely. football with my paisan. Well, I feel the same way, and I thank you very much for helping me close the week in style here on Locked On Patriots. Although, folks, stay tuned because a special weekend episode of Locked On Patriots is in the pipeline. So stay locked into Locked On Patriots. And Alex Van Pelt, Steve, um, I know it's not a name that a lot of people had thought about. Van Pelt's name was not among those that were reported as one who interviewed for the position, not even one that they were reportedly even interested in. But we heard reports yesterday evening that the Patriots had brought in Van Pelt on Wednesday for an interview, wanted to bring him back for a second round on Thursday. The Pats apparently loved what they heard from Alex, and they put him in place. And now he is going to be the man in charge of rebuilding this offense. And that's no easy task. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But Van Pelt is a 10-year NFL veteran. We know his work on the field, played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kansas City Chiefs. We know him probably mostly on the field as quarterback of the Buffalo Bills for a few years. 
coaching career has taken him to a few different stops. Started off with Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Green Bay is the quarterback's coach for Aaron Rodgers, uh, ironically. Reportedly, Rodgers was not too happy with the Packers brass when Alex Van Pelt was not retained. Um, he's got a way of being able to work with quarterbacks. And the work that he's done these last few years in Cleveland, I think, really shows that. The quarterback turnover that the Browns have had has been really tumultuous. I think really would be a death knell for most teams. Alex Van Pelt found a way to make it work. What is your reaction to this hiring? Um, what does he bring to the table in your estimation that is going to help change the culture a little bit and maybe change the fortunes in New England? Well, I think number one that stands out, he's got a ton of experience. He's been in the NFL as either a player or a coach. This will be his, what, 29th season, mm -hmm. um, you know, coming up. So he's been within the NFL in one aspect or another for a very long time. So you're bringing a guy that has seen a lot over his career. And the main thing that you already mentioned, you know, everywhere he's gone, he's worked with quarterbacks, right? And, you know, he, he did it as a player and a coach in Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Cincinnati, and then, of course, Cleveland. And then you look at the couple of years he spent with Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. Um, Mayfield's had some some good seasons there. And then, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson gets hurt last year. They bring in Joe Flacco, and Flacco lit it up. You know, I, I thought he was fantastic as, as the Browns quarterback. And at the time that they brought him in, we all kind of ho-hummed that. But it worked out quite well for them. And I think, you know, I we're reading the tea leaves here, right? But, um, you know, I think bringing in Van Pelt with his kind of experience leads me to believe that number three pick now is absolutely going to be a quarterback. Yeah, I think it's hard to ignore the evidence, Steve. I think you're absolutely right. And look, his ability to develop young quarterbacks is something that really, I think, stood out on his resume, probably stood out in his interview. And I think it's the reason why Gerard Mayo felt this was the guy that was going to be the right voice to lead this team. At 53, he's the elder statesman now on the senior leadership group under Gerard Mayo's staff. You got two very young coordinators. You got a young head coach that are coming in and that are going to need that elder wisdom and counsel, Steve. Uh, you know, that we all like to talk about. I think mm -hmm. Alex Van Pelt does provide that. And look, everything you hear about this guy is that he's a player's coach. He's someone that is a great football mind, someone that knows how to communicate. And we talked about this offline and we've talked about this several times. I think these hirings that Gerard Mayo has made is as much about communication as it is about logistics on the field. Yeah, you can talk about all the great stuff that Alex Van Pelt has done as uh, offensive coordinator in Cleveland. I know some people that are detractors of this hire say, oh yeah, ho-hum, what's he done? He really hasn't done much. Uh, that's not entirely accurate, folks. That I think is a lazy take that really does not see what this guy's done. I think he's helped guide the Browns to some of the best offensive numbers they've had 
in their franchise history. The team earned 408 total points in 2020 and 396 in 2023. That's the fifth most. And I credit the Patriots media relations team for giving us those statistics, but that was an eye-opener for me. And Steve mentioned his ability to work with quarterbacks, not just limited to that. The rushing game also finished in the top 10 in the NFL in three of his four seasons, including finishing third in 2016 and first in rushing average in 2021 with 5.1 yards per rush. Yeah, he had some pretty good horses. When you got Nick Chubb leading that running core, it's pretty easy to look good, but you need a guy to keep it intact and you need a guy to direct it. That to me says a lot about Alex Van Pelt. But again, the ability to communicate and I think the ability to relay a lot of what Gerard Mayo was going to try to instill in this team on offense and on defense starts with savvy coordinators. I think the Patriots have one here. Something else that... uh... I don't know if you mentioned it uh, or not. I know I didn't. He has um, experience working with Elliot Wolf, and those two spent some some years with the Packers. So there's a familiarity there in the upper echelons that might have tipped the scales in him. But I was very surprised because we hadn't heard his name mentioned a bit, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it kind of came out of nowhere. And, you know, it had that old school Patriots feel that, wow, I didn't see them making this move. They kept everything cloak and dagger, you know. But at the same time, that's the type of business that they've run here in New England for quite some time. I think they got the jump on this one, and I think they did it properly, folks. So, yeah, a lot of statistical prowess coming in for Alex Van Pelt. Great communicator. He's got a lot of support from his peers and people that we've had the opportunity to speak with since his hiring. Uh, I think this looks like uh, one that could be a good hire for the New England Patriots. And it kind of lends into the thought process, Steve, that we've been talking about here on these airwaves for the last couple of weeks. And that's that the New England Patriots are looking to incorporate that West Coast zone style into their offense. And I think this proves that the Patriots are going to do that. What also proves that the Patriots are going to do that is their reported interest now in Andy Dickerson as a possible offensive line coach. Dickerson is someone that has ties to the area, folks. He started off in the operations department here in New England as an intern and has kind of worked his way up through the coaching ranks. He also played four years at Tufts University as an offensive lineman in Medford, Mass. So he's not someone unfamiliar with the area without any question, but Again, folks, I think what you're looking at is savvy, his ability to reach young players. And this also tells me that if the Patriots are going quarterback at number three, Steve, they're going to target that offensive line with the next few picks. And I think that's where they're going to go here. And Dickerson is a guy that can get the most out of rookies. And if you've got a young line, that's so important. Mike Reese of ESPN was the first to point out last night that Dickerson is a coach that's already had great experience in working with young rookie offensive linemen. Take a look at what he did with Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas in Seattle. Those two linemen, they became the first rookie tandem to start a team's first 15 games at tackle since the 1970 merger. So you're talking about a guy with a lot of pedigree, a lot of experience, and of course, coached a number of years, three years under Sean McVay in Los Angeles. So he's well aware of what it takes to coach a line that's going to incorporate that West Coast style, that outside zone with the incorporation now of a little bit of those gap runs that we talked about earlier. Uh, this, to me, could be an interesting hire, too, and I think it works hand-in-glove with the installation of Alex Van Pelt as offensive coordinator. Yeah, I believe, uh, you know, Van Pelt is going to be, as as we are so fond of saying that, Tom Hagen to uh, <laughs> to to the new godfather, right? Um, mm-hmm. Mayo is now the boss, and 
you know, he needs that, uh, you know, that experience level behind him to guide him. And uh, so I think, uh, you know, I think Van Pelt's going to work out really well. I'm really intrigued with that offensive line coach that they're apparently pursuing. And, you know, uh, things could turn around in a hurry. You get the right quarterback, you you get some really good offensive linemen in the draft or in free agency, and all of a sudden the offense is looking a lot better because we'll have a running game to watch again. Absolutely, and a healthy running game to watch again. And again, folks, little pieces need to be added to this offense in order to make it go. This is going to be a young offense in 2024. What type of style are they going to incorporate? Well, now we know a little more about that with Alex Van Pelt in the fold and maybe even Andy Dickerson joining him as coach of that offensive line. That's not confirmed yet, folks, but keep a sharp eye on it over the weekend. If it does become official, we'll bring it to you right here on Locked On Patriots. But one thing that is official, Steve, is that there is going to be a college football game this Saturday. 1 p.m. Mobile, Alabama, the Senior Bowl of 2024, sponsored by Reese's, will be played. Troy Brown is down there coaching and doing offensive coordinating himself for the American team. Patriots also have a healthy contingent down there of scouts that are looking at potential next Patriots. But what are Matt Groh, Cameron Williams, and Patrick Stewart doing down there in Mobile? Who do they have their sharp eye on? Well, Steve and I are going to tell you who we have our sharp eye on as potential Patriots on both sides of the ball going to start our Senior Bowl preview in just a moment when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On listeners, are you the kind of drivers that like to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Well, our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and for great escapes. Their class-exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant, and you can call on it for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. And Nissan doesn't stop there. Oh, no, folks. Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. It has room up to eight, an expansive cargo capacity, and an advanced available 4x4 capability. With 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds of towing capability, when adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. ShopNissanUSA.com. Patriots fans, thank you once again for joining us here today on Locked On Patriots, spending time with us here on a Friday and closing your week in style. And what better way to do it than the stylings, the wisdom, the counsel, and the level-headed reason of my Patriots paisan, Steve Balistrieri, who joins me here today. Steve, it's Senior Bowl time. It's time to pivot our attention to the 2024 NFL Draft. Folks, I know you've all had your eye on the draft since the season pretty much ended, but now draft season is really in full swing. You're getting a chance to see these prospects on the field, auditioning for pro jobs. And the Patriots have a pretty healthy contingent down there in Mobile scouting potential talent. Talked about it earlier, Troy Brown, offensive coordinator of the American team. 
Matt Groh leading the charge down there while Elliot Wolf is back here interviewing candidates for coordinator and coaching positions with Gerard Mayo. But Matt's doing the charge down there, and he's also got Cameron Williams and Patrick Stewart of the scouting department with him. So a lot going on in New England. But we'll start with the offensive side of the ball, Steve, because that's where the Patriots need the most help. Number 32 in the league is not where you want to be offensively. The Patriots averaged 13.9 yards per game in 2023. That simply cannot happen in 2024. It's a lot to put on the shoulders of rookies to say they have to turn that around, but who are the players that are catching your eye this week in Mobile as potential building blocks to the Patriots' return to respectability on the scoring side of the ball? Well, you know, we already talked about the quarterback situation. We believe that, you know, they're going to take one at number three. So I think, you know, one of those top three uh guys who's available there i'm sure they have their eyes on um so we're assuming that's going to happen so now what are your other needs uh tackle and wide receiver tight end take your pick right but (laughs) i think uh you know looking at the wide receivers because everyone always loves to talk wide receivers a couple of guys the first couple of days that really leapt out uh, first was Roman Wilson from Michigan, and, you know, he's a guy – I know he got banged up. Uh, you know, we'll have to see how serious that is. But, uh, you know, he's got really strong hands. He can run away from coverage. He makes contested catches. And he wasn't really considered a top-tier receiver because of the offensive style in Michigan. He never had an 800-yard season. But because Michigan runs the ball really, really hard and well, you know, they didn't um, rely on their passing game so much. But he really stood out in the early going. Lad McConkey from uh, Georgia. I mean, I thought he came as advertised. I, I really liked what I saw from him. Um, you know, down there at the Senior Bowl, he's a very good route, route runner. Excuse me. And... Uh, you know, he, he can create separation. We saw that against the top uh, corners. And, you know, he makes also makes those tough catches. So those guys at wide receiver stood out. Now, I will tell you, yesterday, uh, a sleeper arrived, you know, via the uh, running back position from UNH, Dylan Lobby. <laughs> He's got blistering speed. You know, he, he hit 20 and a half miles an hour. At, at one point in practice, he, and he also lined up as a wide receiver. Um, you know, he can run the football. Uh, you're talking about a guy who may have been undrafted because he comes from UNH. I think his draft stock improved yesterday. Um, Dramatically. <laughs> yeah. And if you see me grinning from ear to ear, folks, you know that I mentioned Dylan on Monday before Senior Bowl practices started that I believe this kid had the ability to be a diamond in the rough. Yeah, he is absolutely showing that, not just his ability to run the football, which I'm glad he's showcasing that amazing burst because he really does have it. And that's what makes him a running back, folks. But tremendous pass catcher out of the backfield, 68 catches for 699 yards, seven scores in 2023. The Patriots would love to see that in their defensive backfield. Good eye, Steve. (laughs) Yeah, because, again, I mean, one of the things they lacked was that third down, you know, uh, let's call it a 
James White type of player. Mm-hmm. You know, that that guy that could come in, run the ball between the tackles. James White was a good runner, you know, can pass block. You know, we'll have to see how Lobby, you know, works with that, you know, in the NFL. But uh, you're talking about a guy with that kind of speed that can catch the ball out of the backfield. That is a weapon on third down. And I think I think he opened a lot of eyes yesterday. He absolutely did. And really, I think Dylan has been solid all week long. If Dylan Lobby is on the board, I know the Patriots are going to be interested. Reportedly, he's met with Patriots officials. So there is interest there. I know a lot of this is due diligence and meeting with prospects is something the Patriots do. They meet with virtually everyone they can. But it's always interesting when a player with local ties can be attached to this team. University of New Hampshire is not exactly a football juggernaut, but at the same time, you look at the competition that he's doing it against now, some of the best college players in the country, Dylan Lauby is definitely increasing his draft stock. So I'm glad you mentioned him. That's right now, folks, there's a lot of needs. Wide receiver is definitely a big one. And I know Steve mentioned a couple of them. One guy that I'm looking at, and I know Murph and I have talked several times about offensive line being the pick. Uh, Murph is very adamant that he wants Joe Alt of Notre Dame to be the new tackle for this team. And folks, it's hard to argue with the strategy because you do build from a solid offensive line. But I think Steve and I kind of came to the realization that the presence of Alex Van Pelt really, I think, proves that the Pats are looking to go quarterback in that number three pick. So if you do that, you have a needed offensive tackle. And a guy that I think they can get is Patrick Paul out of Houston. And I loved what I saw from him all three days this week. Look, you want size. There's a lot of sizable tackles in this draft um, this year, Steve. 6'7", 315, he can do it, but he's equally as impressive with his length, his quickness, his athleticism. He was a redshirt freshman for Houston in 2021, but he's been a mainstay on that offensive line. He's got great foot speed for a guy his size. He can move around the arc, something the Patriots have always coveted at the edges. I think he'll bring that. The only thing that I did see uh, this week that I think he needs to work on is he does need to work on harnessing his height a little bit, folks. And what I mean by that is you have such a massive wingspan, and the guy is so big that some of these smaller pass rushers that are a little bit more compact can get under his wingspan, under his arms, under his pads, and it can create some problem. If he learns how to harness that, this kid could be an all-pro. I really think he's got that type of potential. Uh, and I think, who knows, maybe Andy Dickerson is the guy to bring it out of him, Steve. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great point. Um, and again, I, uh, I don't argue with Murph's, um, you know, his, his logic in that. I mean, it would make a ton of sense. Uh to draft a, a tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, but since they're so needy at quarterback, mm-hmm. I, I tend to think that they're going to go in that direction. But, you know, if, if they decide to go with Joe Alt, mm-hmm. then uh, they, they have a cornerstone tackle there for a number of years. Oh, yeah. So I wouldn't argue with that either. One interesting tidbit to keep in mind in this vein if they were to bring in Jacoby Brissett as a veteran quarterback, then, uh, you know, he could be that bridge guy. Maybe they wait until that second round to take one of the other quarterbacks and try to develop them. Um, or they could still draft a quarterback at number three. But, you know, free agency will tell a lot, I guess, right? Deci- you know, when Absolutely. they decide how they're going to go with that. 
But um, another uh, tackle that I saw that was really impressive uh, on day one was Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma. Yeah. Kid is enormous, six seven. I think he was like three hundred and thirty five or thirty eight pounds. I mean, he's big, and he moves really well. He's incredibly strong, and he only has one year experience at at playing tackle. So. I think he's just scratched the surface on his potential. Mm, without question. A lot of talent out there at the Senior Bowl in Mobile right now. Steve, I know the Patriots are going to be active within the offense, and they will continue to be active scouting offensive players when these two teams take the field on Saturday at 1 p.m. But Gerard Mayo is a defensive-minded head coach, and you know new defensive coordinator Demarcus Covington would love to have some new defensive talent on that roster this year to work with as he helps to mold what was a strong unit in 2023, maybe into an elite unit in 2024. Yeah, folks, the potential is there with the right pieces in place. Who are some of those right pieces? Well, some of them are going to be found in the draft, and maybe some of them are actually playing football in Alabama as we speak. Steve and I are going to discuss that and more when this episode of Locked On Patriots wraps up right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen up, all you Locked On Patriots listeners out there. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster. And here's the best part, folks, for free. Because LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus all those leading competitors out there. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and may not have the time or the resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, it's quick, and it's easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Locked On listeners, the only thing more important than cheering on your favorite team on game day is making sure that your game day table is well stocked. Why root for your team on an empty stomach? Order on DoorDash and save on football watch party favorites. All of your favorite restaurants, stores, from retail to grocery, Guess what, folks? They're on the app, so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. And with the big game coming up, get prepared before game day. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all of your tailgate gear on DoorDash. And then get ready to watch the action on Big Game Sunday. So locked on listeners, don't delay. Do it today. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. That's when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. Subject to change and rules apply, so don't forget. Use the code LOCKED23, L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3, for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. 
subject to change, terms apply. Patriots fans, thank you once again for joining us here today on Locked On Patriots, spending part of your week, spending part of your daily Patriots coverage here with us. I am joined today by my good friend, my Patriots Paisan, columnist extraordinaire of PatsFans.com, Steve Balistrieri. Steve, we've talked about the new guy in town and Alex Van Pelt and the new New England Patriots offensive coordinator. We've talked a little bit about the Senior Bowl as well and players that have stood out during the three days of practice in Mobile, Alabama this week. Most of those have been on the offensive side of the ball, and that's by design, folks. It's where the Patriots need the most help. But even though the Pats defense played at a high level last year, you know the Pats are not going to fall asleep in this draft when it comes to defensive prospects. When you look at the performances in Mobile and the players that have stood out, who's catching your eye as a potential Patriot that might be able to come in here and do some special things for uh, Demarcus Covington and that defense in 2024? Well, you know, I, I love my linebackers and edge guys, right? So, <laughs> you know, I, I was watching them closely. Um, and the kid I thought that was most impressive right off the bat was Latu out of uh, UCLA. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think that he, he'll be around when the Patriots pick. But, boy, I <clears throat> I can tell you I, I loved what I saw from him. One guy that – you know, uh, was kind of under the radar coming in was Chris Braswell from uh, Alabama. And we know those Alabama guys are, are, are always, excuse me, you know, very well schooled in the, in the fundamentals and they're aggressive. And, you know, he, uh, you, you were talking about Patrick Paul from Houston on one rep, he actually used a bull rush and pushed him right back into where the quarterback would be, mm. <laughs> which I thought was really impressive because we know how good Paul is. And, you know, um, that's a guy, again, that, you know, didn't come in with a ton of hype, but we know that they, they can play down there in Alabama, right? So, right. Uh, especially on defense, he was a guy that caught my eye. And then uh, another edge guy. Uh, Darius Robinson, who just mm -hmm. he looks like an edge rusher, 6'5, 285, yeah. 35 inch long arms. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that again played interior uh, for a while in Missouri. They moved him out to the edge. He's he's already showed he's versatile. I, I really like what I saw from him. So, those are my edge guys right now, and I'm sure there'll, there'll be many more to watch but uh, those were the three guys that stood out um then you know there's a slew of quarterback cornerbacks i should say that are, are just popping all over the field and you know it's one of those things that okay where are you going to you know value a, a corner we know they need one um so you know, where you're going to value that and what round you're going to be picking it because there are several that look really good. My eyes always tend to gravitate toward defensive backs simply because I played the position. I did play cornerback at one point back in my younger, younger days. Yeah, don't laugh, folks. I was a lot thinner. I was a lot faster in those days. But bottom line, it's a position that I know well and a position that I always look to spot and scout talent. And Kenyon Mitchell of Toledo is a really, I think, a standout for me this week and what he's been able to do. 41 tackles, one interception, 18 passes uh, broken up in 2023. 
that wasn't even his best season. He was one of the most dynamic ball hawks in college football during 2022. 42 tackles, five interceptions, and 19 pass breakups. And again, I've always had a little bit of jealousy toward ball hawking corners because I always envied their ability to get after the football and have a nose for the football, seek it out, and take it away. Kenyon Mitchell is showing that he can definitely do that. I really loved what this kid is bringing to the table in Mobile. I'd love to see him in New England alongside someone like a Christian Gonzalez. That'd be a hell of a backfield. I think Kenyon is playing his way into pretty high draft standing, Or, but stranger things have happened, Steve. If you told me at this time last year the Patriots would have had Christian Gonzalez at the number 17 pick, probably wouldn't have believed you. Things always happen on draft night, on draft day, and draft weekend that can change the complexity of how that whole situation plays out. So keep a sharp eye there. There's a possibility that the Patriots may need some help at safety, Steve. I know it's something we don't want to cater to, but Kyle Duggar is a free agent. And if he does indeed leave, who do you get now to put on the other side of Jabril Peppers if Kyle Duggar is not brought back? A guy that I really love, and again, folks, could be out of the Patriots' reach, but a guy that I would love to see come here to New England because of his versatility is Javon Bullard, safety and cornerback hybrid out of the University of Georgia. And again, a tip of the cap to my good friend, Andrew Carraway, who always makes sure that those guys are always in my field of vision. Uh, Andrew always makes sure that those Bulldogs are right there uh, in my line of sight. And this kid can do it, folks. He can do it at a high level. 56 tackles, two interceptions, five passes broken up in 2023. And he did that despite battling a number of injuries this past season. But the thing that I love about him is he's instinctive. And that is something, Steve, that we've seen so often in Patriots defensive backs, whether it be Duggar, whether it be Devin McCourty, whether it be Deron Harmon, guys that have come in here in the latter part of the Pats dynasty and the last few years. But this kid could be someone who carries on that tradition, Steve, someone who comes in that knows exactly what's going on on the field and where it's going on on the field. Um, he does have a little bit of a thinner frame, folks. I know that's one of the knocks on Javon. I'd like to see him put on maybe a little bit of bulk to play at that level, to be that physical type of presence. Uh, but he is tough, and he's someone who's not going to shy away from the sword. So he's a guy that I'm definitely watching closely as well. And then I'll also throw my hat into the ring. Always bow to your expertise when it comes to the front seven, my friend. But uh, Dwayne Carter out of Duke is someone that I've also had my eye on as well. Tough player for the Blue Devils. Solid job and run defense, 39 tackles and one sack. I think he showed a little bit more prowess as a pass rusher in 2022 as opposed to this past season. But again, someone that with a little bit of work and a little bit of effort could really, I think, round into a solid all-around defender. So those are some of the defensive players that I have my eye on this week, Steve. Um, any parting thoughts before we take our leave of this subject? What are you expecting to see out of the senior bowl on Saturday? I, I think like, like every other year, you know, some of the guys that are really highly thought of are going to shine. Mm -hmm. And there's always a couple of guys that kind of come in under the radar, even though like the cream of the crop get picked for the senior bowl, but it might be someone that's not generating a ton of, you know, hype coming in is going to really step up. I mean, that's all we see that every year, you know, so, um, I'm looking forward to it because we're looking at the next crop of top free agent, or I should say draftees coming in, mm -hmm. you know, to the NFL. A couple might end up as undrafted free agents, but you never know. But um, 
You know, with the Patriots having so many needs, especially on offense, I'll be watching the offenses of both teams. Yeah, without any question. I think all Patriots fans will have a sharp eye on the offensive players, whether it be some of the guys we've mentioned. We're going to be watching the receivers just as well. We're going to be watching the pass-catching backs. We're going to be watching the O-linemen, all of them, as they try to round into form and who might look good in a Patriots uniform. But once again, this closing segment, folks, do not sleep on the defense. The Patriots will make picks there. Don't forget that that's also a very important part of continuing to build this team is keeping the strength that you have while building the areas that need it most. Steve, it's always an honor and always a privilege to share the microphone with you each and every week. Steve is going to be back here each and every week, folks, from now until the draft and beyond because it's always a lot of fun talking football with him. And his insight, wisdom, and counsel is always desperately needed here in Pat's Nation. Before I let you go, my friend, please let everyone know where they can reach out to you uh, and where they can interact with you and what you have coming from the great pen, the great voice of Steve Balistrieri in the coming week. Well, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SteveB7SFG. Um, I write for PatsFans.com. And, and again, I mean, you know, my uh, my weekend column that will be coming out on Sunday morning, we'll be looking at Senior Bowl prospects, talking about Alex Van Pelt, obviously. And now that the coordinators are all set, uh, heavy lifting can begin in Foxborough. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The Patriots now begin their pursuit of 2024. New head coach, new regime in that coaching staff, and a lot of new faces probably on this roster this coming season. But you know what? We're going to continue to bring it all to you right here on Locked On Patriots. So please stay locked into the pod. Download, subscribe, follow wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, a tip of the cap and sincere appreciation to all of you everydayers out there and make Lockdown Patriots possible and continue to make the show what it is. And hopefully we keep making it better and better for you so that each listening and viewing experience is something that makes you want to keep coming back for more. We appreciate you and thank you very much. I also appreciate my good friend, Steve Balistrieri here on the opposite side of the screen. And on his behalf, I also remind you all to stay safe and to stay well and to be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you back here again on Locked on Patriot.